Good afternoon. Hello? Chant- yes, Chantel, you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Awesome. I can hear you clear. Can you hear me clear? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I wanted to uh, thank you for uh, making it on the show. Um, welcome to the Courtney Wellness Companion podcast. And it's Sunday, April the 5th. And um, hopefully you're having a good day. I am. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, I did want to uh, let you know that you're you're actually our first nurse um, who has uh, came to our podcast. And uh, we've had a number of wellness professionals um, from the medical side. Um, we've had a chance to speak with some experts um, who are working on the front lines in the senior industry, senior living industry, as well as um, some financial experts as it relates to financial wellness. And we had a guest who had who has an innovation innovative um, fitness solution via an app. So, you know, I'd reached out to a few of my nurse friends, and um, you were the first one to come to the podcast. So, thank you for doing that. And um, also want to thank you for being on the front lines. Um, obviously, I have to lead with uh, the whole COVID nineteen um, situation because that's something that um, just kind of has our country paralyzed right now. Um, we're moving, but we're, we're maybe not moving as uh, efficiently or, or as effectively. Um, so I definitely want to thank you for uh, being on the front lines of that. Um, so again, you are the first nurse and I, I was actually seeking out nurses to come to speak to our listeners because um, I believe you guys, you have some very relevant information, but before we get into that, um, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about your background as far as your, your specific uh, title and, and your roles and what you do? Well, currently I am an agency nurse and um, I've been an agency nurse for three years now. Um, so I travel around mm-hmm. through Pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, and to go to different nursing homes or okay. anywhere they might need us um, as agency nurses. So that's mm-hmm. what I do. And right now my population that I work with is a mixed population. Got it. When you say mixed, what does that mean? Mixed population. It can be um, psych. Okay. Or um, right now, um, I work with a lot of geriatrics. Okay. For our older folks. Okay. Um, and a few of them are demented. You know, sure. early Alzheimer's. Uh, um, I even work with skilled patients, so patients who just got out the hospital, and we're building them back to go home to live independently. Sure, sure. So you're, um, so you're, so, and just so our listeners can know, like, there's obviously like many different types of nurses. Um, so a day to day schedule for you kind of looks like you could be gone into like multiple, um, communities, multiple homes, multiple environments. Right. Well, so that's how my life was <laughs> before, um, our situation now with the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So with this um, situation going on, I limit myself okay. to only one place, okay. you know, for the safety of myself, for yeah. myself and yeah. my family. And honestly, other patients traveling around, not knowing day to day if someone in the facility is, you know, diagnosed with the virus. I'd rather just know and be one place. So right now I've been working one place. That, and, and that makes sense. And that, that leads me to another question or, or thought. So is that, is that, would you say that that way of thinking, Chantel, is kind of the basis of the nursing community right now? I know a lot of nurses typically travel. 
I mean, w- right. w- would you say, I mean, and you did mention you're out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, right. So um, obviously we're one of the states that are um, seeing a, a lot of these cases and a lot of deaths, um, maybe not as many as New York or New Jersey or Connecticut, but we're, we're probably, I haven't looked at the most recent data, but you know, we're right. We're not far from those states. So I would imagine <clears throat> we're seeing a lot more cases than some other areas. So, but, um, but are yeah. you, but are you saying that a lot of nurses are kind of like the community of nurses are kind of like having that same approach? It's like, well, instead of us moving to a bunch of different places, maybe kind of like just focusing on like one area. Um, I can honestly say, yes, a lot of nurses are trying to limit their locations to where they go, especially work in agency. Sure. And with that, you know, um, can be, it could be um, kind of an issue um, financially, you know, because that right. limits your hours when you limit, you know, what you can do. Mm-hmm. So, that becomes a problem. But another problem, Courtney, you know, when you work agency, you kind of just have to jump in there. You know, mm-hmm. you might not know policy and procedures, but, you know, the base of policy procedure. Right. Well, um, my friend who is also a nurse, she told me the other the day. So beyond the fear of, of this getting the virus and going to different facilities, you might not know exactly what's going on at that facility. So my friend who's also a nurse, I was talking to her yesterday and she was telling me that a, a patient's family member said that they were going to shoot the building up because they couldn't see, you know, mm. he couldn't see his mother. Mm. So now you have to deal with mental that health issues. And yeah, so you might not know that there's an angry family member because we always remember census is high and you know right. we're limited with nurses so don't do anything for you to come and work at the facility so so Chantel you actually I mean you actually raised another point that I really didn't think about too much um so in this in this particular home that you're talking about was it was that like a was that a skilled nursing facility it was a skilled nursing facility now now in that facility do they have um do are are they having a little bit uh, this might be a stupid question but do they have a protocol in place now? Cause, and I should rewind, uh, Chantel and I, we actually work with each other. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. We have a personal relationship in terms of, we actually work with each other. And, um, I'm so happy that you were able to come to this podcast because, um, who you are as a person, like all the residents that we worked with together, um, they all spoke very highly of you. They loved you. They cared very much for you. You always had a big smile. Um, when you weren't around, they talked about you and so on and so forth. Um, so it, it certainly means a lot for you to be able to come to this podcast first, because, you know, I do have a lot of contacts that are nurses. Um, many of them I haven't maybe worked as closely as I have with you, but <clears throat> I certainly have. We've worked with each other, so I know exactly who you are and how you work and how the communities that you've worked in, how they appreciate you and how they care for you. So we did work with each other in a skilled nursing facility before. Um, so we do have that established. Um, but to go back to your question, um, or to go back to what you had said in that skilled nursing facility, are they, are they now, are they taking protocols like for, as far as people coming in, like, so just, just people are not just coming and going, I would imagine they have to have some sort of a system in place now. Is that correct? So most places have a system, um, going, uh, in place. 
with their different facilities. So some facilities, there's no more activities. Um, the, the facility that I'm currently at, there's activities, which they're limited anyway, but they limited each resident going on each floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they limit visitors. There's no visitors except when we have to get labs or a pharmacy, but temps are taken at the door and when they leave and when they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to bring up a good point, though, that you brought up. Thank you for the compliment, by the way. Yeah. But I want to bring up the point that this is. You you brought up a good point and my personality at work. It's affected me because there's patients that rely on a, a, a face that's smiling. And usually when I'm smiling, I'm singing a song. Mm-hmm. Was well, kind of hard to sing with the mask on. <laughs> right, um, right. It or, takes it takes away that it takes away that person out that personal touch. Right. Or hugging a patient because they think that you're their granddaughter or they know that you're just a smiling face <clears throat> that they're familiar with. Right. You can't do that now. Right. Um, giving someone a high five because they took all their medication. You can't do that now. So basically, some are confused and they're not seeing a family member that they're used to mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, some are confused enough that they know they don't know what's going on but they know mm-hmm. the patients that know what's going on they you know HIPAA is a serious thing so they're like is anyone in the building contagious right. you know right. so it's kind of a sad thing for patients who are mentally there and mm-hmm. who aren't mentally there mm-hmm. and um, the sad thing is we all know about C. diff if you're not a nurse you know about C. diff if you're a nurse you know about C. diff Courtney, I know you know about C diff. Right. You know, we take precautions even with C diff. So, can you someone, can you can you just ex- briefly explain what that is so our listeners can understand for those that don't know? So it's a bacterial bowel, and um, it's like a form of diarrhea. So okay. we use precautions with that. Sure. And it could be just a normal precautions that you're using, or even dressing up for a wound, and people are alarmed now. Mm-hmm. Um, people are freaking out about their temps when you take the temperature. Um, so we are taking temperatures every 12 hours. Okay. Um, that's the rule right now. Right. Um, so, but yeah, so, it, it's changed dramatically just to get to, I want to touch on that though. When you so, that. so Chantel, I want to really make sure our listeners really get a good understanding of what you're doing and what, and, and the folks that you're taking care of. So the people that you're taking care of, are really the they're at they're at the highest risk of the highest right. because they're because they're they're seniors right. they're um they most likely have um poor, you know uh, health their health is 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 compromised because right. of their age and because of uh maybe disease or or other different things and they're basically they're in a skilled nursing facility so when I think about nurses I mean there are many different types of nurses that are going and doing many different types of work. The kind of work that you're doing right now, there there are levels to front lines, right? Mm. There are some nurses that are taking care of people that got like, you know, a, a splinter in their finger or some nurses that are taking care of people that um, might have fallen off of a bicycle. You know what I mean? Right. 
people that might not be as high risk. Not, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying any nurses. I'm just right. saying, because I want my listeners to really understand that you are actually working with, and not only that, but as an agency nurse, you're, you're, you're like, you're mobile. So right. really your job is basically saying, we want you to go into multiple places. So not only are you, not only are you on the front lines, but your employer is looking for you to go into multiple, you know, multiple locations. At some point, it sounds like you have to say, well, I want to help people, but I got to make sure that I'm safe for my family. Correct. Right. Um, so one part of my thing always is ethics. Ethics always plays a huge role. Um, right now you have to um, calm not only just yourself down and your family, but also um, the people that you work with. Mm. Um, there's always conspiracy theories uh, and a lot of misguided information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and honestly, people are, are, are very anxious. And as you sure. are, um, with Dillon population, they're older. They're mm-hmm. compromised. Even, you know, young people. We work, you know, with their, our, our age group is the primary age group that is getting hit. You know, your early 20s and into your 50s. Mm-hmm. So you have to um, really be careful because right. older people are germy <laughs> and, you know, they'll do things and you're like, no, you can't do that. So like, honestly, we've been like really wiping their hands, not just washing our hands, but washing their hands also. Right. Um, just taking hand sanitizer and rubbing their hands together. Right. Um, but also still maintaining a safe distance. And that's the hard part. Um, and when you're and to dealing me, with treatments, dealing with distance. And, and so, and to help me to understand this, Whenever we were, whenever we were working together, I don't know how many, however many years ago that was, a couple of years ago, um, that protocol that you just said might not have been something that was in place, like the whole hand and sanitizer thing, correct? Right, not so okay. frequently, you know. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Now, Chantel, there was something else that you said that I want to uh, to to visit, and you talked about wearing the mask, you know, and having that interaction with your, you know, your residents, and also being able to touch touch them and be able to just smile and have that personal touch. So we worked together only a short time. Um, but before we actually worked together, I had a business where, uh, well, when we, when we worked together, I was actually working for a company, a skilled nursing company um, or for a skilled nursing facility. But um, before that, I would actually had my own company where I was going into uh, senior living facilities, just like the one where we worked at. And other types of facilities, um, not only skilled, but personal care, assisted living, um, even independent living. And one thing that I found uh, with the with with the service that I was providing them, which was exercise and wellness, um, the the touch, the smile, that was significant to their wellness. Because in some of those communities, those folks that you're working with, they don't have people always coming to visit them. Mm-hmm. They don't always have contact. And one thing that I know for a fact that seniors love and they miss is contact because they, when you're become a senior and you're debilitated, you know, you start to lose your functionalities and different abilities to take care of yourself. You lose, you know, you really miss contact. You miss people. You miss being able to take care of yourself. You miss being able to go. So you're solely dependent on people coming in and 
I think that was one of the reasons why my program worked so well um, whenever I was doing it is because that's exactly what I taught my people who were facilitating this program that I created was, okay, we're going to go into these communities, but we're going to smile. We're going we're gonna to make them feel like they're free, like they're not bound by, mm-hmm. you know, their abilities, not being able to drive anymore, not being able to, to, to leave the community that they're in, you know. Um, we wanted to make them feel like they had all those things. We wanted to make them smile. We would use certain types of music from their generation and to make them go back to that time in their mind. So I, I think that that's a very important thing that you said. And I did want to ask you about the whole mask thing. And, and um, as you know, on Friday, um, Governor Wolf, which is the governor of our state of Pennsylvania, um, he, he's put an edict out um, about wearing a mask anytime we all go out, you know, so this is something that our state of Pennsylvania, and I'm sure other states are doing the same thing for our listeners that are not in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, I, I did a little bit of research on the different types of masks and the, the mask protection of efficiency or efficacy. Um, so you have the N95, the surgical mask, the FFP1 mask, um, the activate carbon mask, the, the cloth mask, and you have the sponge mask. Um, some of our listeners might not be as familiar with those masks. Some of them might be. I'm just curious to know, like, what are, what are you guys using to protect yourselves, being that you're on the front lines <laughs> of this thing? I don't even <laughs> you know how to answer this. Um, honestly, no, we're using you... what you're using. It's honestly... Um, A bandana? <laughs> okay. My agency, <laughs> honestly, has provided cloth because there's a back order on just masked for us to wear well this is well let, let, let me let me let my listeners know she just said that she is a she's a nurse she's right on the front lines not only is she on the front lines but she's she's a she's the first battalion on the first line of if this is a war and the the, the masked folks that she just said that, she, that they're using happens to be the fifth of those six options that i just mentioned it's the fifth one so to me, that's great. To me, that's unbelievable right. that you're on the you're you're on the, you're the first battalion of the front line. <laughs> that's so that funny you said that. I feel like as, a soldier without a gun, you know, well, <laughs> like seriously, yeah. you know. There and the sad thing is, here's the thing: that's part of our PPE, you know, our protective gear that we're supposed to wear. Technically, you know, if you're even dealing with any droplet precautions, uh, you know, we should have that type of gear right. around and we don't and that's the, the a thing that is also bog like it's mind-boggling i have a friend as a nurse she told me that her fiance he works at lowe's he got a four dollar raise a four dollar raise now i'm not saying wow. what he doesn't do is less important than what i'm doing but that's just another way of a smack in the face you know how well, this is your. Per- I feel like it's right now. Is this is your profession? If you didn't like it, you should have picked something else. I'm not the well, only nurse is- that feels that way, because right. even if you're a DON or a, a, a nurse, just say PRN or whatever your position is as a nurse right now, you still have to work if you're working. You still have to support your family, you know. Right. So, um. With that being said, right now I feel like it's good to say, yeah, a praise to 
to all the nurses. The nurses, but right? When you're but really but show me the money. Right, show me the or money. Not even just show me the money, but just other. Show me the money is important, Courtney. Hold on, wait, hold on. That is important. <laughs> But other ways of gratitude, instead of just do your job or this is how you get paid or, oh, um, good work, kid. And that's what I feel like what's going on now. It's like a cute pat on the back or if we make posts on Facebook, that's how we know, you know, you're appreciated as a nurse. Wow. But I feel like right now, let me just say this. We're not playing cards, you know? Right, so right. We're yeah, taking it's, this it's real. Right. And then when you do go out in public, okay, so imagine you work at 8, well, 6.30 to 3 o'clock shift. Sometimes you might not get out of that shift, depending on how many notes you have to put in, what responsibilities happen. You might not leave that shift till about like 4.30. You have only mm-hmm. but so much time now to go to the grocery store and get things for your family. You know, right. back and there was a time, what, months ago, you can come home, take a shower, change out of your scrubs. But now it's just so short short of time you have to go. You can wear, now, I know when I go shopping, Courtney, I wear gloves. I hope you are, too. And I wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I change my gloves frequently, which I hope you are, too. And yes. I have and I... extra hand sanitizer in the car and wipes. I'm seeing people and those are... not wearing anything. Well, I'm glad you laid that out because one of my questions I was going to ask you was about tips and you just organically gave those suggestions without me even asking you, um, you know, so, you know, thanks for doing that. You also answered another question, too. Well, the the whole there was another question that I did want to okay. ask you was was regarding that, like, what can what are ways? So I saw this on social media. I guess it was Facebook. I saw it before I saw it. Believe it or not, I thought about it. And I thought about it and I said, you know what? Nurses need to be uh, given a forbearance for if they have loans for school or if they have if they don't have loans for school, they need to be given some sort of um, stipend or something like that just for the amount of work that they have to do in in terms of them being right on the front lines. I actually thought about that like two days ago. It came to my mind. Now, of course, I was thinking about doing this podcast with a nurse. So that was in my mind. But. I wanted, to, I really wanted to get somebody on here because I'm like, we need to know, and it needs to come from not just the news, the media. It needs to come from somebody real, like somebody that's really right on the front lines. And um, you know, and then I saw somebody, I saw somebody post, sent, write a post. They didn't write it, but it was like it was like already written, mm-hmm. and they just forwarded it. And it said, it said exactly that, you know, forgive any loans for nurses, you know. And I'm like, wow, that would be a really nice gesture. Because they're right on the front lines. Really, at this time in our country, we need them, and they're 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 holding firm as as a as a collaborative. They're holding firm. But what I was going to ask you was, what are ways that ordinary folks can help those and support those that are in the nursing community? Like, what are ways that my listeners or myself, how can we support the nurses, or how can organizations support nurses, or you know, the country? You know, what what are what are some ways that that can happen? Have you thought about that at all? Um, well, yeah. So my one um, Facebook friend, um, Rachel, I mean, um, Ashley Faye, that's she um, her daughter. Young, young girls, like 13, um, she made face masks, which was the, they're so cute and they've been 
going to different hospitals. And she's a little girl that's mm-hmm. doing this. Um, you know, just little things. I mean, nurses can always use bottled water, um, fruit. Okay. You know, we need whatever. You know, if you know a nurse, make her a fruit basket. You know, okay. Um, water. Just, fruit basket. You know what else? But it's just something, just small things. But honestly, my boyfriend's sister, she made me mask. And they're not like yeah. fabric masks. They're like the real deal, like plastic with the foam mask. You know, she sent them to me. So it was like um, my birthday came early. You know, just little things. Texting someone, buying them hand sanitizer, just anything. But like I said, just showing your appreciation. I think it's, you know, but that that is, you know what that is a. I, I love the way you, that you said that because it's sometimes it's you know you think about something that's grand, but sometimes it's not always something right. grand. It's like, it's like I, when you said those things, I thought of acts of kindness, right. right? Like right now, acts of kindness go a long way, and really anytime, right? Um, but a time when people were kind of uneasy or uh, unsure, uh, on the edge, sometimes an act of kindness will be enough to just make somebody just be like, okay, woosah, right. we're going to get through this. Right. Somebody, somebody else cares, right? right? <laughs> you know, we're on the front lines as nurses, but someone else cares. They thought enough about us to get us a box of gloves, right. you know, you know, and I think that's, I think that's a great way that anyone can help. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't always got to be like, the grand slam if you're a baseball player you just just hit a just just hit a single right so i think you know i don't know if there's anything else that you have to say you you pretty much answered all of my questions and most of them i didn't even have to ask you it's just organically you you just <laughs> yeah, did it you know, um you know i'll get on so. the roll um <laughs> but yeah it's important um for us to really um think and this is a time not to, you know, this is reminding me a lot of, <laughs> you see the parents that want their kids to get vaccinated and they vaccinate their children, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have the people, the parents who don't want to vaccinate their children. Mm-hmm. Those children are depending on the kids who are vaccinated it's immunity. Mm. And I feel like right now is a good time for people to boost their immunity up. I mean, my family, I have them on probiotics right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have them on zinc. And it's also, mm-hmm. I really want your listeners to think about this. Vitamin D is so important for our children. They're not getting the sunlight like they're used to getting. So giving mm-hmm. your kids vitamin D right now is very, very important. Um, so wow. I, I have that going into my 15-year-old you know, so protecting your family. Uh, my mom, she drinks hot lemon water every morning. So mm-hmm. honestly, Courtney, I had a friend of mine that died. Um, and it wasn't towards, you know, COVID-19. She had the flu. Mm-hmm. And Courtney, I saw her two weeks before she passed away. She came through our building. She was now a hospice nurse. And we were mm-hmm. so excited um, to see her. My coworker and I, actually, the DL went at my facility because we both mm-hmm. we both know, knew her, so we couldn't believe it. She was thirty five years old and she died of the flu. 
And you know, oh Courtney, she worked all the way up until her death because nurses are expected to keep going. Mm. Wow. Right. Wow. That's so, uh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. When a nurse calls off for being sick, you'll be surprised how many other nurses will talk stuff on that nurse because she called off for being sick. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, no. Now, now, does that is that that way? Because when I think about that way of thinking, is that because there's a shortage of nurses? Like I, I would just automatically think that if you know, um, because that nurse calls off, does that create pressure on the other nurses? It does because there's so, already a shortage. So there's a shortage. So right. that's that's what's that's what's stemming that that type of a atmosphere. So right. Um, so then, wow. Responsibilities um, triple. You might have oh a tri- you might have a treatment nurse, well, and if she calls off, that throws off the whole day, because well, well, I, well, I remember that. Right. I remember when we I used to work with you, and I I, re- I remember the 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 culture and how you know I was new to because when I had my business, I used to come into the communities, but I wasn't infiltrated in the community to where I was there long enough to really know the intricate parts of how things work. Mm-hmm. But when I worked there as a as a, a direct admissions director for a short period of time. I did get a chance to see how that worked and when someone called off, how, how that impacted everybody else. So I, I, you know, I did, I did see that and feel that. Um, Well, all I want to say is many thanks to you. Thank you. um, And and much appreciation to you. And I'm going to be the first one. I'm going to send you something um, (laughs) on online, probably some kind of a gift card or something like that, because I really appreciate you and I appreciate other nurses and I'm going to send something to all of them. Um, and I, I really encourage my listeners to do the same thing because we have to do this as a community and we, we can't count on nobody else. Um, if the, if other people step in and do some, something uh, for the nurses, then it's do them because at this time nurses are on the front lines and they, they need, you know, they need to know that the community is behind them. You know, they need to know that. And I appreciate that. And I, and you and all the other nurses, um, I appreciate you taking the time. We're at a little over 30 minutes. We usually um, keep, we usually are under at 20 oh, minutes. Sorry. So this was obvious. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's no, no, sorry. It's, it, this was all very timely information and I know it's going to help our listeners. And um, I appreciate you being available and being willing to come to this podcast to get this message out. It's so critically important. Um, thank you so much, Chantel. You have a blessed day and um, we just, we'll just be in prayer that everything goes well and that you're able to uh, continue to do what, you know, what you're called to do um, and, and best of luck with everything in, in all your endeavors. Thanks, Courtney. Be safe. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye.